0: From the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast.
1: It's the week of Friday, January 22nd, 2016, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by Kalo, uh, the makers of functional wedding bands for the active lifestyle. It's those... Oh, Kalo. Not uh, JLo. I thought, well, what a sponsor that is. Uh, yeah, k they've been on the show before. They, uh, they're they the makers of the silicone wedding rings. No, yes. The the, the kind of rubber, well, silicone. Uh, hyperallergenic medical grade silicone.
2: Yeah, how do you spell uh, it? Q-A-L-O. That's right, yeah.
1: k was started by two guys who loved their wives and loved showing off that they were married, but got tired of taking off the rings when they were like surfing and rock climbing and lifting weights and working with their hands. So they came up with a solution, the silicone silicone wedding ring and uh it's a comfortable alternative to tr- traditional metal wedding bands now i'll tell you you know who this would be perfect for is jimmy
2: fallon well jimmy <laughs> fallon or <laughs> joy you can't see her but she is about to get married and is right in front of a treadmill it seems like no one is more apt to get some sort of f- wedding ring to, for the physical demands of her life than joy
3: i know so yeah they make them for women too right yeah well i mean, I mean it's, a
2: rings.
1: it's a circle it's I I think it's a unisex circle Yeah, lady Uh, fingers, gentleman fingers uh, Just in time for Valentine's Day Kalo has released customizable rings You can engrave the inside of your Kalo ring With a word or a date That means something special to you or your spouse Valentine's Day is only a few weeks away And a customized Kalo ring is the perfect gift Kalo rings start at just $15.99 So go to uh, www.qalo.com and use the discount code RELEVANT at checkout to get 15% off your order. That's a pretty great discount. Yeah, totally. Today is a special day because it's a certain producer's 29th birthday. Happy birthday, Chad. (laughs) Our very own Jeremiah Dunlap. Uh, (laughs) Right on time
0: My brother Seth
2: and (laughs) the
1: entire staff Just walked in with a wedding
2: cake Who are all the
0: other people where are all my friends here And what you
2: don't know is that Seth is actually the best of all the Dunlaps. There's there's ten to
1: choose from And Seth is the number one Anyway, Seth, you want to come over Oh Oh, oh, no (laughs) It says seven on
2: the cake (laughs) (laughs) Seth has really nice hair And is now presenting the cake to Jeremiah For such a creative staff, they certainly are tone deaf. And Jeremiah just did a very spitty
4: very, uh, blowing out Why of is the number candle.
1: seven on
2: there? Why?
4: Seven is the perfect completion
2: number of the Lord. So we got that. <laughs> and you were also you were also seven years old whenever I was born. So oh, it's so your best year. His
5: best moment all right. about Seth. seven. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> Happy
2: seventh birthday, Jeremiah.
0: Happy seventh birthday. That was great. Thank you to all my friends who showed up. Bye, Seth. Thanks for looking so good, man. Wow. Got Seth, it. gosh, what a good looking guy, right? Real handsome brother. It, Man,
5: it, what's shocking to me is that you guys are related because he's so much better looking. And he's so funny and he's so smart. Right. This is the best birthday. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Happy 29th. See, it is. It is just, yeah, baffling. My mom's
0: Genetics always, are weird. She always said that he was her reward for raising me. So,
5: Oh. we got a deep well to jump into if you guys want yeah. to. Oh. It's, funny, it's funny when your friends say it in jest. When your mother says it for <laughs> real. It, it hurts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right. Right. Yeah. Just stings. Fantastic. While we're, while we're
2: on Jeremiah, can sure. we talk a little bit about how are we he, on Jeremiah? I mean, we're we're really talking. I mean, <laughs> okay. it's it's my
0: day, Cameron. Let me have it. Well, he <laughs> looks like Steve Zissou today. Oh I just have a red hat and a beard and I sailed here and a yeah. striped shirt. No, okay. yeah, you got the sailor striped shirt deal. on and you have kind of a peacoat thing going on. <laughs>
1: That's right. Uh, well like I said, I'm your host, Cameron, and uh, here with me in our Orlando studio, uh, Eddie Bitcat Coffold. Damn, it's nice to see you, pal. Over there in the ones yeah. and twos, our illustrious producer Jeremiah Dunlap. Great to be here. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And all the way from Portland, Oregon, Joy Egridge. Present. <laughs> Our grandmother Burn. Well we have a great show in store for you today Coming up later uh, Mute Math joins us They have a phenomenal new album out uh, It's called Vitals And they join us to talk us through A few of their favorite tracks And tell us kind of the story behind the songs Uh, Also coming up, uh, this is heavy-hitting stuff. Over the new year, there was a a Christian conference called Urbana. It's a missions conference. Yeah. And uh, one of the people who spoke was Michelle Higgins, and she talked about the importance of Black Lives Matter uh, for all Christians. And it was... a powerful talk and caught a bit of flack and yeah. stirred up some controversy about some things she said. And um, we we did a piece with her on the website uh, this week, and we have her here on the podcast today. So that's coming
0: up later really cool. as well. But you know, the most powerful thing that's going to happen on the show today already happened, <laughs> and that is my surprise birthday party, which was the only surprise birthday party I've ever had. Oh. The, the three minutes just then? That's the most anyone's ever celebrated me. Kind yeah. of a bummer backstory. Yeah, happy birthday to me.
2: Yeah, we peel the onion of Jeremiah. It's all kind of sad. <laughs> Mom, I don't think
6: I've had a surprise party. It just party. keeps
5: getting more bitter. But <laughs> I got a hot brother. Very. Operation very, very Hot Brother. Very yeah. attractive.
1: Yeah. Speaking of hot brothers, Joy, is uh, all your, your wedding plans good? <laughs>
3: Yeah. Both my brothers are ushers.
1: For new listeners, Joy, uh, our very own Joy Eggers, is getting married next month in Portland, and uh, month from today. Jesse and Eddie are MCing the reception, and uh, we're all
5: we're all going, and we're all very excited. I I just my only request is that uh, Eddie and I's MC session is recorded, and the highlights will be made available to people who want to hear. Because I know there's a lot of time uh you know I've, I've hired a small staff of joke writers i've yep. already fired most of them oh yeah uh, because they're not they're not being edgy enough i told them keep it dark keep it edgy you know i com- good comedy offense is what i told them. now listen they just, just do understand that jesse and i
2: have a question for you joy about this and the yes. question generally as we're thinking about writing introductions for your uh for your wedding party yeah how far is too far <laughs> I think that's the question. Like, what what might be some areas that we may not want to walk into?
3: You know, I really feel like uh, you can't go too far, since it was my father that requested you guys to be here. So if okay. you do anything out of line, we'll
5: just blame him. Uh, but, I that mean, though, like like don't mistake. make
1: light of, like, Uncle Bernie's raging alcoholism. Well, yeah. well, well, I've already I've already requested That's just
5: hilarious. <laughs> I've already requested, uh, you know, in-depth profiles of each one of Joy's extended family members. Yeah, uh, <laughs> including a lot of dark baggage that uh, they don't want out there because I feel like, look, this is time <laughs> people are getting loose. People, you know, are together. This is a good time to make light of it. And I also got some pressing social issues that I'm rounding into the comedy routine because that's what people want to hear at a wedding reception. Yeah, we're already... And he's
3: going to talk about the guys in the mines, right? Totally. It's going
2: to be, hey, everybody, you know what? We're uh, going to turn off the dance floor for a second. Let's head back to the tables. Jesse and I have a couple things that we need to bring your to your attention the first. So how about
5: these Chilean miners? Do you guys hear about this? <laughs> yeah. You hear about the Chilean miners?
2: So we going topical. 33 <laughs> people uh, just uh, doing their job. and get Okay, locked. let's not go down there oh, again. Oh, I okay. see.
0: <laughs> we, found, we found the line. We found the line. There it is. Okay, okay. Um, okay.
5: Guys, before we get too much deeper into this podcast today, uh, I wanted to address something that's uh, been on my mind. That, uh, I feel like this is the perfect forum To, to discuss publicly Yeah we're hmm. all present right now buddy hmm. hey, I need to get it off my chest I need to put it out there I need people to be made aware what's what's on? On? I'm so nervous right now
2: This is a safe place Jess do So do. I've,
5: been on, I've been on You know the old Facebook Scrolling <laughs> around Seeing what's going on In my friends lives And what have you sure. mm-hmm. uh, And I've noticed A very disturbing trend I'm here. Oh wow. That needs to end today. What? And I'm warning you, anyone who perpetuates this friend, this is your, your warning. I'm publicly putting out there, I'm defriending you. Oh wow. you uh, do you
3: know if any of us have done it?
5: I I don't know. I, I I I'm not I haven't started, you know, naming names yet. But I'm just warning you, today it stops. Okay. okay? I'm, I'm ready. I'll do whatever you ask. I think <laughs> whoever keeps sharing and liking, quote unquote, Comedy videos, vines from the Property Brothers need to stop. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, you have a very different friend group than I do. Yeah, this is like deep. What? I don't t- know. I don't know who is doing this, but evidently, one of the HGTV's Property Brothers has tried to leverage his celebrity into into becoming a Vine star. Is and he? is posting a series of anti-comedy videos it's the, on Facebook. It's
1: the hammer one. The ha- the guy with the flop,
5: ha- floppier long hair. Long hair.
1: Yeah, the guy who does the work. Not the guy who just kind of yeah. goes shopping for houses. Mm-hmm, the guy yeah. who works. Yeah, it's yeah. him. He's trying to be funny. Oh, He's- no.
2: And now I assume it's not what you would think is funny,
5: Jess? Let, let me ask you this, Eddie. Let me, does this sound like a funny scenario that you want to see auto-playing in your Facebook feed? Okay. And this has happened multiple times to me. Uh, I'm scrolling down. Drew Scott, this is not... Please don't leave your dog at a house showing. And he go, he's he's showing the house, and he walks in the bathroom, and the dog is in there in a the bathroom standing up at the mirror. Ha ha ha, hilarious. Well, but what's the dog doing in that bathroom, Jess?
6: That's so crazy. Why would he even be in a bathroom, buddy?
5: I've gone down the Drew Scott vine rabbit hole pretty deep the last couple oh, days.
3: Oh my, I just wa- <laughs> See, see, see? it's working. Why is that dog in the bathroom?
5: (laughs) That is is watching watching
7: it. That is so silly, Uh, Joy.
5: if, If you like that video, I'm telling you right now, I'm unfriending you, Joy. He's a real person. Yeah. I
3: will say, I will say, seeing it without uh, sound on, I-, I laughed.
2: So is it all?
5: Is <laughs> Jesse, it's, not is all it's not all even real. The th- sad thing is, not all real estate humor, because maybe that would be excusable because it's like a promotion for his show. <laughs> yeah, sure, not all real estate humor. Is it all? <laughs> he is has other interests. Is it all
0: animals doing people's things? Because that's always funny, Jesse. Yeah, yeah.
5: Like there I, is a lot of that. Like there is a lot poker? of that. Some of it, and let me say this: some of it's a little lowbrow. <laughs> like really, some of it's surprising lowbrow for an HGTV star. Well, he's
0: Canadian. He's trying to get edgy is what he's trying to yeah. do.
5: He's trying to get edgy, but let me ask you, like one, he's impersonating the dog. Right. So he's like, you know, the dog catches something he catches in his mouth. You know, it, sh- it cuts back and forth to the dog doing stuff, Drew Scott doing stuff. All of a sudden it shows the dog doing his business in the yard and then it showed the next shot is Drew Scott getting led away from a police officer from a yard because he didn't have pants on. Hilarious. What, what are we in third grade here? <laughs> <laughs> well, What would be highbrow dog Humor though, <laughs> like it's sitting know. there at a laptop yeah. in a
2: Starbucks, working on its like a manual thesis with, with hipster with hipster glasses on,
0: yeah, and a hipster fedora, yeah,
1: and looking like Steve Sizzou. Yeah.
5: yeah, here's a funny dog. Fine, okay, Eddie. Since you ask, okay the dog yeah, is sitting there at the coffee shop working, taking at the table and another dog walks up and goes, no one cares about your screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> no. That be, nailed it.
7: <laughs> I mean, a dog there. But oh, be fantastic. But the, the
5: further I went down this rabbit hole, he's into this, he's replying to like every comment in the thread. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now,
2: Joy, just Jesse, can I pause on you for a second? Joy. Every- yeah, I mean, I'm not done, but please. <laughs> no, 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 but I just, no, I want you to keep going, but joy, everything you've just heard, that's what we are going to be doing during most of the reception.
3: Exactly. And these are the conversations that are going to be having the morning after. I think you guys should actually, you should come up with like a duo, like the something brothers or like, a, a name for yourselves.
2: Oh, that's a good... That might be a question of the
5: week. How yeah. To, we, we should yeah. crowdsource our a, name. The name of our comedy duo. Jesse. Yeah. I mean,
3: that's what my... That's that's how I got my hashtag for the wedding with someone from Relevant, and people are like, that's the best hashtag.
0: Well, that's how like, Cameron got the name for his son, so I think none of you can top him. Yeah, yeah that's actually true.
2: And so then <laughs> it'll be like, alright, everybody raise a glass. Jesse, any more thoughts on dogs? <laughs> <laughs>
5: no, but I do have more on Drew Scott. There what go. is he trying... <laughs> he's are the most for his show, is what I'm trying to say. Jesse,
1: he's Trying to expand his brand beyond just that one show franchise or the 18 variations that HG keeps spinning out at us that are all fake. But that's there... the
5: problem. That's the problem. He's getting greedy.
1: Oh, he's uh. getting greedy. So you think, you think,
0: once you hit fame for something, stay in your lane and only be known for that. Forever. So if you're like the singer of a pop punk band, you should never produce a podcast later <laughs> on in your life. No, you
5: What I'm saying is like, it's okay to test the waters. All mm-hmm. right. Yes. But like, sometimes it's just not okay. Like, his New Year's Eve one. Okay. He's there. He's ha- evidently having a party at his house. And this is the level of humor I'm talking about here. It's like he has children writing these like so gosh! no no listen and you tell me if this is if this is the type of joke an adult man who has a TV show should be making on the internet okay sure so everyone's celebrating New Year's it cuts away to his face he's blowing the little horn and it it zooms out and he's sitting on the toilet and he's missed it but he's celebrating from the bathroom who comes up
2: with this jesse i'd love to hear your take on when the property brothers went to india with world vision and learned about child labor crazy right <laughs> it's like stay stay in your lane guys <laughs> right
5: like i said i don't have a problem with them testing the waters but they're good <laughs> <properties>. <laughs> like, like just i said no just know when it's not working attention property brothers the vine comedian route isn't working right. yeah I would watch another, nu- if, if they did another spinoff, or maybe you partnered with a new set of twins.
2: Yeah. Or they go and they start to support Charity Water and build clean wells all around the world, right? that
5: too. Right. But even the dog thing. <laughs> 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 yeah, but, <laughs> that was, what if they did a dog house episode, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like oh. Fancy, fancy dog houses? See, uh, what I'm saying is, they're already on a positive trajectory. They don't need to veer into, into lowbrow vine humor. The, okay, the people that do vine jokes are trying to get on t- TV. Right. They're wor- Probably brothers are working backwards here. <laughs> we, 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 do like, like, we do everything we do right now to I'm be on TV. I have success. I'm already recognizable on, on cable TV. I can pretty much do whatever I want. The show is named after me. I'm part of the name of the show. I'm one of the brothers, okay? <laughs> I don't need to do a form of entertainment that anyone can do in only last six seconds I post on Facebook. You're on TV. You made it. Congrats.
1: No, no, no. no. Here's the deal. His brother's not in it. No. So this is his thing. Oh, this is the Mary-Kate and this Ashley is, split. See, this maybe, is his
0: property brother. It's the
1: beginning
0: yeah. of the end. It's the beginning of the of Olsen twins split. Oh, he's going to go, one of them's going to go star in weeds well, and they, be all edgy. And, and one's yeah. going to be a fashion
2: designer. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, they were conjoined and they had surgery to split <laughs> right. them up. You're, you're yeah. right, Cameron. That's they're it.
3: trying to make separate identities. He's
1: like, I'm the funny guy. I'm funny and whatever. Yeah. whatever and he's stuffy. Right. He, it's like, yeah. he's. But it never it, works because they know what the other one's thinking. And so they're
5: always able to communicate. Because they're
1: conjoined. Logically, still. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh,
5: here's another. Here's another. You know, hilarious singer. That this one even doesn't even make any sense. He invites his new girlfriend over. <laughs> she wanders into the bathroom. He comes in. He like, uh, you know, comes out with a bottle of wine. Hey, what's going on? And she's sitting there sniffing his deodorant. What does that even mean?
1: <laughs> you're right. That's just weird.
5: Yeah, weird scenarios that I don't want to see. And you're ruining the Property Brothers for me. Because now when I see Property Brothers, I'm not thinking man, this guy's real estate savvy, and this guy knows manual labor, you know? Now I'm thinking, what kind of terrible jokes is running through that man's head right now? (laughs) (laughs) On on TV, he's like, he's using like a a, a reclaimed beam to fashion a cool mantle, but all I'm thinking is he's making a poop joke up there. (laughs) Yeah, but Edgy Carey,
2: let me ask you something. Like, the only way, I mean, it's hilarious, right? Because what are the chances that during his vine, she walks in and she's smelling his deodorant? (laughs)
6: <laughs> right? What are the chances?
2: <laughs> right, you capture that. You got to share that with the world. I mean, yes. you're a Eddie, property this is brother. Literally
3: making our our Anne Hathaway rant look like nothing. No, no,
5: no. <laughs> this is it's all blown away. No, no, because because mine is a legitimate. Mine is because legitimate it, because Jesse, these are
1: actual people. Because no, because he's his one legitimate Because this has invaded his Facebook page. <laughs> right, and,
2: this, and this Anne inc- Hathaway inc- never has. this. So. Inc-
1: inconveniences his yeah. sweet little
2: social Jesse, media life.
0: My one takeaway from this is you just need better Facebook. Facebook friends, because I've yeah. seen none of these videos. Yeah. yeah. And I have <laughs> some pretty terrible Facebook I, friends. No,
3: see, here's the thing, is Jesse started watching them, and then Facebook is like, ooh, he must like them. Uh, and so yeah. then you're That's just it. getting them nonstop. That's what right.
0: happens. Targeted marketing, man. That's your fault. You do, you like something, you watch
1: it, and then all of a sudden, more of it is shown to you.
5: And I, I don't want to... I have, wanna, I I have, have never. <laughs> let, let me finish here. I understand. Listen, I, I, I spent a lot of my life trying to figure out this Facebook algorithm, okay? <laughs> really right. Real Talk. That's actually that's true. That's yeah. a big part of his job. I have never interacted with never. <laughs> <property. laughs> I, I have this, never this shared by by some friends. It's probably good I didn't see who did it because my opinion of them. No, it's not funny. No, I don't have to see it. Just stop. We can shut this property, brother Vine madness down right now if everyone just stops watching it. Right. One. Look I think, away. I think All we have. Look, look the new, away.
2: I think we have the next charity water challenge. Sure. Cover it with your right. eyes. Second thing uh, for <laughs> okay. Jesse, the second thing is, and I don't want to go too deep down the conspiracy theory road here, but everybody's thinking it, so I'm just going to say it, you look like a
1: property brother. That's yeah, true.
2: <laughs> so maybe you're jealous because you have a third yeah. brother that got cut out of the show because yeah. you don't have any marketable They're skills. There, your hot brothers. The, the,
1: third, the third brother shows up from time to time on the
5: other shows that oh, they do, yeah. and
1: it's always sad and awkward. Does he bring a
2: birthday he, cake? He's,
5: he's made cameos in the vines, too. Dave, oh. It's Dave Property, the third brother. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah, I think
3: th- I think the root of this is also that like six months ago Jesse was like I should start a vine where I like dress animals up <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> no.
1: although his just... his idea for the dog one in the coffee shop is hilarious it's kind of a far side cartoon <laughs> yeah but in a vine I like it
2: I'd also like to bring up the point if the dog is in the mirror shaving, when does it stop shaving? <laughs> it's a dog. It's yeah. got fur all over it. Yeah. See, that's what makes it funny.
1: Well, when do you stop? When do
2: I stop? When I get right to the chest line. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just right below the t-shirt line. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that's how, that's how you know. Well, it's uh, in case you missed all this Vine stuff, You know, uh, it's a good segue yeah. toward, toward our, our, our segment. Looking back at what happened this week in culture and entertainment, it's time for
7: In Case You Missed It.
1: I'm excited about this. Yes, the wait for season two, if there would be one, I didn't even know, of uh, uh, the Netflix comedy Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, it's almost over. The wait is almost over. Uh, on April fifteenth, season two is coming back. Somebody to told me they were
2: filming here at Universal in Orlando.
5: Wow! Yeah, I saw that. They 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 were filming at Universal for a couple of days. That's awesome. Uh,
0: I have annual passes.
1: Come
2: on
0: Man. Eddie,
1: could have hung out with her. Uh, yeah. Tina Fey told the Television Critics Association press event this weekend uh, that the streaming network had also picked up the show for a third season. Oh wow. So that's awesome. That uh, the, the series, if you know, it started as a pilot for NBC and NBC just unbelievably passed on it because they have monkeys running the show over there. I don't understand it. Uh, and it became a critical and fan favorite on, uh, Netflix. Have you seen the Goldbergs? You take it back. That's on ABC. Oh, well, it's all the same. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, <laughs> Ellie Kemper uh, told reporters, quote, I've had a lot of people share with me that they were going through a difficult time and they watched it and helped them feel better.
0: That's awesome. I,
5: I honestly believe that. Yeah. It is the most relentlessly optimistic show yeah. you can
0: you can watch. But not in a way that's like annoyingly, you know, because she's not oblivious to the negative things in the world, which I think is what really is the magic for that show.
1: Yeah. You know? and, and, and Titus Andromedon is one of the best characters ever oh written gosh. for television. So
0: good. <laughs> so yeah. funny. And the the actor's name is actually Titus, and he is so talented. I he's mean, unbelievable. He can sing
1: and he can I mean he's Gosh. great. I mean, literally, you watch the show for him. Well, he him. was in
0: King of He yeah. was in uh the 30 Rock. He had a little bit part in the fake reality show. Oh, really? And so seeing him, like Tina Fey, has just had her eye on him for so long. So it's awesome to see him break into the mainstream. I, and
1: I love too that like he comes into his own around maybe like episode four. Yeah. And then it's like from there until that kind of unfortunate ending with the trial. Uh, he was, he, it was his show, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, it, and totally. the whole, the show just turned on its head. It was almost like news radio with Phil Hartman. Yeah. Like yeah. he all of a sudden became the center point of it. And Titus Andromedon did too. And yeah. then everything fell into its face. Cause people like, they may like try one or two of the, uh, of it, you know, the yeah. first uh, Kimmy Schmitz. Yeah. And they're like, eh, I'm like, just give it to like episode four. It's yeah. almost like the wire. Yeah, if you yeah, can get yeah. to episode four, the show changes. Totally. You yeah. Know?
0: Well, and what's cool about him is he's, the character kind of started off like you think, oh, this is just a funny stereotype that's not going to have any death played for laughs. Right. But his character like really does have movement and growth throughout the show. Absolutely. Which is, it's, and actually some emotional like yeah. range and
1: like some sadness and the Mississippi and he was married and you know, I mean, yeah. like, like it's yeah,
0: I totally didn't. I was surprised. by Yeah, it, I was surprised
5: you know? again. Like, I love that they figured him out. Yeah. You know, they figured mm-hmm. out the potential of that character. Yeah. And it's nice <clears throat> to see a cynicism free Sitcom. Totally. Yeah, totally. Because even, even sitcom, like, you know, Parks and Rec had a lot of heart, but I feel like even that had like moments of cynicism. Totally. And, the, you know, like a lot of the, uh, even the other great sitcoms, they're, they're or Louie and, and, <laughs> and all the sitcoms people talk about are cynical shows at points where it's nice to have one that isn't. It's, it, it's just, you know, fun and optimistic and people yeah. dealing with, you know, absurd dark things, but still it's an interesting way to tackle things from an optimistic perspective.
2: You know what else mm-hmm. I found? Another show I, that is lacking in cynicism that has been like refreshing like that is the um, the uh, Property Brothers Vine. <laughs> right? Because it's just, it's a dog in a bathroom. So silly. So silly. He doesn't hurt anyone. It's just funny. It's just funny why is he wearing a robe? How do you get a robe that fits him? Right? Why does he even need a robe? He's got fur on it. He's
5: not going to be cold. Okay, here's my problem. He's the they Kenny Banya. Yeah. He's the Kenny Banya Vine comedians. <laughs> He's kidding, man. Yeah. That's true. He's got an audience, you know. It's just the just saying.
2: I think maybe
5: I you call it round team.
2: Mm-hmm. A little less no, cynicism, maybe. What's
1: from the you. deal with team? The jar's round. I, Why don't they call it Round Team?
7: I don't know. <laughs> it's gold.
1: It's gold. Um, well, also in case you missed it, uh, in a stroke of pure and unadulterated brilliance. This week, Jimmy Fallon did his best Bob Bob Dylan, which is always spot on, covering Drake's hotline (laughs) bling. Uh, My favorite thing was I was flipping through the channels and just randomly stumbled upon it as they... As uh, oh yeah, as Higgins announced it, and all of a sudden the camera changed to that kind of nineteen yeah. early seventies yeah. kind of Cheeky, camera filter, fuzzy. and yeah. then like he's up there doing his Dylan, and I was like, I wonder if this is a repeat of like when he did like Neil Young, and then he starts singing, I was like, oh no, oh oh, it's Dylan, yeah. and then all of a sudden you he realize he's doing Hotline Bling. It was really well done. Yeah, like it was incredibly it was. well done. Uh, not only is it the best Drake cover. Um, on the internet Uh, and the best (laughs) Dylan impression probably all rolled into one it's proof that Fallon's hands have healed once and for all because he was playing the guitar Yep, uh, which probably means we can expect more musical treats like this in the near future so uh, here's a clip of uh, the performance brilliant what even makes it better is the the camera the the way they shot it
2: i love the way his voice sounds like it's not really an it's it's not like a jokey impression it actually has the same like uh it has like a biopic and yeah the pacing of bob dylan like it was really really good yeah yeah that's
5: the thing it's more yeah it's more of like a direct imitation of his voice because the joke isn't i'm playing up the impression right it's this is Bob Dylan playing a Drake song. Right. Right. It's it's like, it's ugh,
2: ugh. Just it's jokey. It's like, it kind of sounds like him. Right.
5: Yeah. I mean, it's
1: like you, yeah, you play it straight. And then there's that one thing that's bizarre, kind of like, it's just, it's just, you know, a guy in a mirror in a bathrobe shaven, but the twist is it's a dog.
6: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: in case you missed it, uh, on January 13th, just a day after the death of David Bowie, uh, the artist posthumously broke Vivo's single-day play record, Vivo being the music video YouTube uh, platform, yeah, yeah. Uh, which which also means Bowie broke Adele's record-breaking "Hello" video, which was a previous wow. record holder. Not surprisingly, all of his music surged yeah. on kind of all platforms. Uh, all of his music videos on January 11th alone got 51 million views. Wow! And the video for "Lazarus" alone. Uh, uh, jumped to 11.1 million views man, in that one day. Uh, but his when you add up all of his internet streams and plays, um, uh, all of them were up 5,198% over the previous no, week. Wow, mm-hmm. wow. So. It's unreal,
0: man. That The story of that Black Star album, the album he put out the weekend before he died, is crazy because no one knew. He was just making this record. The producer knew it was actually like a farewell note to his fans and the first line of the song Lazarus is look up here, man, I'm in heaven, you yeah. know, Which
5: yeah. is and it's in the video is like a farewell video. It's, yeah. it's, it's a little creepy and dark, but it's, it's him dying. We get this. I mean, it's not final numbers aren't out yet, but the people who
1: predict these things say that Bowie's final album will pass Adele's 25 for the top spot on wow. the Billboard 200 chart. Here's the thing. This would be the first us number one debut of, Do- of uh, Bowie's career wow', wow this first man. one yeah
2: that's crazy, yeah you yeah. know who did a very i saw a really sweet tribute to them to to david Bowie, who did a th- <laughs> 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 you can't
0: even make it you can't even
5: get Screw there it. Just keep going <laughs> I'll do <laughs> it <laughs> Jesse but That see, wouldn't be above their level though <laughs> <laughs> It was It was It was
1: Jonathan Property Brothers it was, Dog It was really the, die, Really beautiful He really he died box. guys
6: No <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well in case you missed it It's official Weezer is releasing A new album In April It's gonna be called White It's the White album Self titled Like all their other ones Yeah It's a little and uh, it'll, lofty It'll, it'll yeah. be Followed by a national tour this summer, as uh, Rivers Cuomo, the frontman for Weezer, said, "quote uh, It's a sort of a concept album about quote my experiences hanging around the West Side of Los Angeles." So <laughs> there's <laughs> that. Right. Um, he explained he, that all the songs are based on experiences he's had living in so- oh, uh, living in Southern California since the early '90s. Yeah. The rest of the quote is uh, hanging out with people in Venice and Santa Monica, the beach, the the Hari Krishnas, the the Seek on uh, Rollerblades with the guitar, the girls on Tinder within a four mile radius, sing huh. other bands, the kids from Lasara. Sara. Um, I wanted the album to make you feel like you were there with us, uh, SoCal Weirdos, even if you're in Milwaukee in December. Here's a so clip cow. of a new song from their upcoming album. Well, sounds like Weezer. Yeah. Yep.
0: Sounds yeah. kind of like the Green Album.
2: Hold on, where are we? I thought it was in SoCal for a second. <laughs> I thought
5: I, I thought I was in 1992. Yeah, no, so. you're, you're in Milwaukee in December. I, I, oh, I, yeah. I, everyone on staff, most people on staff, particularly editorial, know I'm a Weezer apologist, so I won't get into I, that. Like, I can't yeah. tell
1: you how many hours of debate we've had in editorial meetings in the last two weeks about coverage of the upcoming Weezer album, because several on staff uh, would feel that been there, done that with Weezer. Sure. And, and another, uh, uh, there's a lot of bands of that era that it's like, they are great for what they were, but it's like, we don't really care about them 15 years later. And there's certain people in virginia who were playing devil's <laughs> advocate of said perspective
5: right. and strongly advocating for an immense amount of coverage immense so, you, yeah. i i would say the amount of coverage we would give a band that we're interested in talking to but a band that matters sure yeah yeah but like i will say, again we we don't have to go and we don't have to go down this road again right but weezer was particularly influential to the band that are very influential at the moment and that's why i think they warrant. not you know, uh, cover more coverage than the average 15 year old band that's putting on a new you record. Know
1: who else was influential to bands that are now influential? I don't know. Like the Eagles, uh, yep. you
0: know, Too like soon. new order. I don't know. I mean, there's just like all, there's a ton of old bands. Hey, if you want my new order connection, I can hook you up.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, in case you missed it, uh, Jesse, uh, what happened over on, uh, this week?
5: Yeah, so there's a really interesting feature uh, that is one of my kind of favorite things that we do. It's sort of the the paradigm challenging yeah. uh, looks at a spiritual issue. The, uh, the, the, the definitive ranking of Christian hipster hats, or yes. that that, uh, that hot Wednesday advice column. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like both, like both of those things that people should also go and read. Uh, but but this one uh, is called "Why I'm Not uh, Quote Desperate for God." Uh, hmm. And I think that you hear phrases like that a lot in uh, uh, know, like churches, an in, like an Instagram yeah.
1: over a picture of a cat. Yeah, exactly.
5: Right. <laughs> a, hilar- a hilarious property brothers Vine, right. <laughs> <laughs> the Christian spinoff ones. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but but I really like this article because it, it it looks at you know a phrase that that leads to a deeper sort of thinking that God is something that we can't get enough of because sometimes he's withholding himself Hmm. and it challenges that idea. And this is one of my uh, favorite quotes from it. It says, we don't have to chase God because he's not running away from us. He is right here because the um, the Bible says I am always with you. So a lot of it isn't about what we think God is trying to do By not being present In the way that we think he should It's challenging our own perception Of how we should see God Working in our lives So it's a really challenging piece I think a lot of people are going to uh, enjoy it And enjoy the discussion that's happening uh, On the site and on Facebook
1: There you go Well go check that out It's at relevantmags.com now uh, We publish a lot of stuff every day you Should You should read it Alright that'll do it for In case you missed it all right, it's time for Entertainment Releases. Music coming out on Friday, January 29th. Block Party. Speaking of Weezer, no, they're not that old. No. Uh, Block Party is coming out with Hymns, H Y M N S, like the Christian word. Yeah,
0: that was our American Eagle uh, counterpart in music video. Was it really? Yeah, they played right before us. Oh, my goodness. Great. Great uh, connection with them.
1: Also coming out Money, all caps, mm-hmm. with Suicide Songs. Yeah, all the good stuff. That's yeah. terrible. Sia yeah. is coming out with This Is Acting. I like all the stuff she's been doing lately. Yeah. I'm excited about she this one. She just
0: dropped an album recently, so it's pretty quick. Yeah. It's awesome.
1: Yeah. And uh, Stars Go Dim is coming out with Stars Go Dim, and Passion is releasing Salvation's Tide is Rising.
0: Which I think is their first studio, like, non-live album. So it's an actual all-studio recordings of songs.
1: Now that you say that, I've never heard Passion not do a live album. Yeah, they
0: haven't done This is their first one. This is the first time they've done it. Is it good? Yeah, it is actually good. There you go. Great. Movies coming out on Friday, January 22nd. Fifty Shades
1: of... Black, uh, the parody movie with one of the Wayans brothers, or I guess all of them. Do you want to talk about
0: coverage in that, Jesse, for the magazine, since you like weird stuff like Weezer? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, The Finest Hours is coming out that night. It's the uh, Casey Affleck is in it. Eric Banya.
0: A lot of bad Boston accents. Uh, How do
1: you say his name? Bana. See, when I see it, I hear Kenny Banya, Mm. like whenever I see it. So I say it wrong. Sorry. Chris Pine's in it. Uh, Kung Fu Panda 3 with uh, a who's who of ca- a cast. Still making those, huh? My kid likes them. They're, They're funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and lastly, Jane got a gun. A woman asks her ex-lover for help in order to save her outlaw husband from a gang of killers. It's Natalie Portman, Joel uh, Edgerton, and Ewan McGregor.
3: Eddie, are we Natalie Portman fans or no?
1: I don't really know who that is. She, Natalie Portman? Natalie Portman? Garden State. She was in one of the Star Black Wars. Swan. Padme.
3: Yeah, I think,
0: Black Swan. I think
2: she's
1: fine.
3: Okay. Just want
2: to make sure
3: we're
1: okay with her. I loved her in Garden State. Oh, she was great. Everybody yeah, she did. Was great. Yeah. You had to. That's, yeah. that's yeah, they're probably, right. That was the point of the movie, right? Yeah, like ins- she insists upon it. Yeah. yeah, you fall in love with her. Oh, I love New Girl. <laughs> so good. No, you don't.
6: <laughs> right. It's exactly that.
1: All right, that that'll do it for entertainment releases, uh, in case you missed it. And uh, my birthday party. And 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 Jesse's Vine update. <laughs> Stay tuned, up next. Slices. listening to deep valley it's d-e-a-p-v-a-l-l-y mm. deep valley i get it just just for goo, for seo sure i'm sure right uh the song is royal jelly at the beginning of the podcast it was dj snake with uh middle love that song yeah
5: all right it's time for slices What do you have, Jesse? All right, so this is uh, an interesting bit of news about how they're going to measure how effective uh, TV shows are in terms of uh, engaging an audience and building an audience. So Nielsen, the TV ratings company, has recently announced that they are partnering with Facebook to include comments made about their shows into the ratings algorithm. So they've already been doing this with Twitter. So like when someone has a theory about making a murderer or someone uh, wants to complain about how a show finale ended right. they can go on twitter and they can gauge how they can sh- they can try to calculate how engaging a show is based on how many people are using twitter because uh, m- how many people are talking about it on twitter because Twitter's public. You know, anyone right. can go to the search or look at a hashtag. But Facebook has actually partnered with Nielsen and they're going to hand over data that is showing how people are talking about the shows they watch on TV. Um, they're not going to be associated with direct people. They're going to be kind of lumped. So it's kind of not giving away private stuff, but really it's it's using what you do to inform the creative industry process for TV shows. So it's kind of an interesting development because that's That's how they're going to start gauging how successful shows are, not just how many people watch them. But the other reason I think it's interesting is that the influence that people are going to be able to soon have on how shows are are developed and, and go along throughout the season. I don't think it's too far along before we're in like almost like a choose your own adventure scenario that actual viewers are changing the outcome of shows. Right. You know, part of it too is they're just looking for engagement so that they can show to advertisers. So part of it is going to start figuring out ways to encourage viewers to be active on social media to talk about the show, whether that's happened, something controversial happens on screen or just figuring out ways to get people to pull out their phone while they're watching a show live and write something on Facebook about it.
1: Nielsen was also in the news uh, this past week because recently there was the Television Critics Association press tour, right? Some of our, in case you missed yeah. it. Uh, one of the big things that came out of that was related to, to Nielsen and ratings. Uh, you know, the big buzz, everybody's ditching cable and broadcast television and going to Netflix, right? Yeah. And so at, at one of the press events, NBC, uh, NBC uh, executive, uh, pres- uh, Alan Wurzel, NBC's president of research and media development, uh, revealed Netflix's numbers. Uh, their their viewership numbers. So what was was fascinating is the way they did it. So because Nielsen is kind of like you have a Nielsen tracking box on your TV. So if you're watching Netflix, it's it's blacked out. You, yeah. There's no way to track it, right? So there's another tracking device that's an audio thing. Hmm. And it tracks the audio that you're listening to, and it can match up algorithms. So I, I through the audio, I know wow. you're watching this show or this show, whether it's DVR'd or you know, watching it's it like on...
0: It's like the Shazam thing. Right. It it's like read. Shazam, yeah. but it's
1: for w- what's happening on, on your uh, screen. Yeah. And so it can hear Netflix shows. It can hear oh. other streaming stuff. So it has... Uh, tracking, uh, you know, it can extrapolate it just like Nielsen does. Now Nielsen obviously is like a sampled thing and sample size. And then they extrapolate it sure. out from there as an average. This is the same. It's only about 10 or 15,000 homes, but based on that research, NBC, you know, out of the fact that uh, this is what they said. Now, now Netflix obviously is disputing these numbers. Sure. But this is what they reported to reporters. NBC's guy said Jessica Jones averaged about 4.8 million views an episode. So that's I mean they are their huge breakout hit Jessica yeah. Jones Master of None which we all love is seasons yeah. show uh, averaged uh, they said about 3.9 million viewers. Mm. Narcos about 3.2 million. Interestingly Orange is the New Black Um, And in its third season, uh, supposedly averaged only 644,000 viewers. Wow! And uh, here's – by compare and contrast, the view averages 12 million viewers every day. So, so it's like NBC's point was – actually, the quote that he said is like, you know, their data is proving that people are watching uh, linear television – uh, as God intended, <laughs> that linear TV is TV like God intended, yeah. and that it's not going anywhere. So you investors don't need to be wary right. and all this stuff. I mean, it was like obviously he had a motive for revealing his numbers. Now, sure. obviously Netflix has has come out and and said uh, he said this. So uh, Netflix chief executive Reed Hastings. And uh, CFO David Wells wrote in a letter, said an NBC executive recently said that internet TV is overblown, that linear TV is TV like God intended. Our investors are not as sure of God's intentions for TV <laughs> and instead think that internet TV is a fundamentally better entertainment experience that will gain share for many years. Uh, so obviously the line has been, or the gauntlet's been thrown down. And I think and, it's in- interesting, like nobody knows, nobody knows how to track all this. So, that's
0: the thing. It feels a lot like when the music industry... Crumple. Yeah, when it went from records to streams yeah. in the very beginning the music industry was like oh this napster thing this will never catch on cds are the way to listen to music vinyls dead yeah. cassettes are dead don't worry
1: well interesting i mean what i'm interested in this but aside from this whole netflix and facebook thing changing the writing right i mean to me it's more the way that they're uh what the the old model was viewership e- equated impact. Yeah. And yeah. now it's not. I mean, it maybe maybe an incredibly influential show. They're gauging what people are talking about. Yeah. They're gauging yeah. the water cooler. Yeah. And that's so interesting to me. It though. Is. like it's like it's about influence, not necessarily
5: raw numbers. Well, well the the profit bottle Netflix, it, you know, obviously isn't based on advertising. Like with with traditional TV, advertisers want their product in front of as many people as possible so that they can get their messages across. Netflix just wants you to keep subscribing, so they're going to throw a lot of noodles at the wall, and they don't even they just need one to stick for you as a subscriber, right. not even for the massive the hmm. masses. That's why they have such a, a you know variety of original programming, but also shows from all different kinds of networks because they just want to get you to keep subscribing. Right. And, and it's different than the TV model where they want a mass of viewers to watch one thing at one time. Well, right? I'll tell you it's worked for me. I mean, I got Netflix back way
0: back in the day cuz I wanted to have movies and stuff streamable. But now the reason I watch it is because of the original content. Yeah, like just their having,
1: catalog outside of that is you know, lacking. Yeah. Uh,
0: they're great at documentaries, and they have yeah. great original stuff. Yeah, and so that's why I've kept it.
1: Yeah, I you know. Uh, what What's interesting also, I don't, I mean, they don't have numbers for this, but uh, the Netflix executive said that that awful, like 0% Rotten Tomatoes rated uh, the, uh, the Adam Sandler film, The Ridic- Ridiculous yeah. Six, yeah. was viewed more in its first month on Netflix than any other movie in Netflix history.
0: I watched it out, of, a, ad, out of curiosity. Just was, it it a, was it
1: as bad as they say? Yes, it
0: absolutely it, it, was. It, it,
1: that movie was part of the Sony hack when all the emails got... Because yeah. got, yeah. Sony was considering it, Paramount was considering yeah. it. And uh, this uh, a, a female Sony executive sent an email to Adam Sandler talking about the deplorable depiction of women in the film and that yeah. they needed to significantly reworked the female roles. Yeah. And he refused. And that was
5: why Sony passed on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well was, they, they had people walk off the set of that film. Yeah. Like well, Native the, American actors. The diversity
1: guy. The yeah. diversity editor or whatever. The the person who's supposed to uh, oversee the diversity stuff, walked off, as, a, yeah, yeah. as well as yeah. a lot of the extras and actors.
0: And it was just a bad movie. Yeah. Like, on yeah. top of all that, the movie was just terrible. But I watched it out of curiosity yeah. because of all the bad buzz around it. Yeah. Like Adam know.
2: Sandler's The Room. Yeah, it is totally is. The
1: worst movie
0: you can make. Yeah. But
2: now I got to watch it. The yeah. Human Centipede. <sighs> yeah,
1: totally. Yeah fascinating. Well, there you go. Well, I have no segue for
2: this. Uh, What do you have, Eddie? (laughs) Uh, So, we are in political season, and I was just thinking about my own lack of awareness about... I was watching, uh, well, both Republican and Democratic debates these last weeks, and there were things that they were talking about that I just... Was not aware of. And so I sure. realized that before I actually vote, I'm going to need to get educated. Uh, this was something that was brought up in a recent study by the American Council of Trustees and Alumni. I have no idea who that is. I'm sure they're lovely. Right. I didn't have time to click on that link. Probably all actors. I can't be bothered. Universities. Bo- I can't right. be bothered Trustees with that. And alumni. Sure. They did a, uh, a uh, study of 1,000 grad students. To see how educated they were on basic issues. Now, I when I originally thought of this slice, I was going to bring the stu- the the uh, the quiz to us to see how we did. But then I just decided we'd all probably either embarrass ourselves um, or just embarrass me. So I'll just tell you the <laughs> results
1: um, and leave
2: the most shocking. So he just result.
1: emailed it over to one of the property yeah. brothers. Yeah, see yeah. It
2: it made a hilarious vine. It's just a bunch of kittens sitting
5: around. He reads the about quiz. It. Get this um, to a dog. <laughs> it said
2: of the of the thousand interviewed, only twenty four percent could identify James Madison as the f- as the father of the Constitution forty mm. percent um, didn't know Congress could declare war and sixty uh, percent were completely clueless about how a constitutional amendment is ratified now I read that and to be completely honest I was like know that I could walk you through yeah. like every uh, so I realized like I I've never had In Capitol had, Hill. Had, well, I've never seen that show. Bill. What is that you, show? You never seen Schoolhouse, Schoolhouse Rock? Rock? I've never seen Schoolhouse. I mean, I've seen like we clips the of it. People. Do you know that one? No, I've never I've only ever heard people
5: reference it this way.
2: So <laughs> this was like a show that talked about politics? Or no, like Schoolhouse talk- Rock was an
5: educational like Saturday morning cartoon. They I mean, it, it wasn't about politics. It was about you know, topics, science or history or the legislative process. Yeah, they use witchcraft. I couldn't watch it. Here's a bill.
0: This will teach you.
7: Woo, you sure gotta climb a lot of steps to get to this Capitol building here in Washington. Well, I wonder who that sad little scrap of paper is. <laughs> I'm just a bill, yes, I'm only a bill, and I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey to the capital city. It's a long, long wait while I'm sitting in committee, but I know I'll be a law someday. At least I hope and pray that I will, but today I am still just a bill. Hey Bill, you certainly have a lot of patrons.
1: This is how we all learned about well, politics.
2: Well, 60% of recent grads have never seen that cartoon. Um, <laughs> it said also that 1,100 liberal arts colleges and universities they surveyed and just 18% of them require even a single course in American history uh,
1: or government. Well, but colleges 18% require in a general ed history? Yeah, of course, only 18 yeah, less one less than 1 out of 5. Right. Like, so
2: basically, you can get through... And I was thinking about it. I never took... I took a single American government class. It was in ninth grade at Seminole High School. I never took any other government class general civics history any of that kind of stuff and i picked up some of it along the way but i've never yeah. this has just never been a part of edu- i've had to take more spanish or and a foreign language and uh, like other random stuff than i which i guess a foreign language isn't really random but
5: you, then I let have, me ask you this eddie do you feel uneducated about the legislate well not just a legislative process but about how the federal government works you know i i don't cause I, I'm not uh, saying I'm an expert. I'm just curious I, because I, you, you've said that you, you haven't had any classes on it.
2: It's stuff that I have to pick up along the way. Like I was Googling during, uh, during the debates going like, I actually don't really understand. I forget what it was, yeah. but I, I just know that I have a basic lack of some of those, like, like how the bill becomes a law. Like I, I, mean, I may, maybe I could uh, part
5: the, of that song now. There's two
1: more minutes yeah, of that, right. which uh, he starts the long process. Right.
5: Yeah. Well, well, it's like when right now he's uh, just in committee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know what happened. <laughs> the candidate was asked. Uh, yeah, I won't. You don't have to name names, but was asked about the nuclear triad in one. Uh, you know, debate nuclear. And, <laughs> That's and, Bush. and clearly, they didn't know what that was. And so just answered like kind of an, they just started talking about a semi unrelated issue. And then like another candidate came in to explain what the nuclear triad was. So, I mean, you're not alone with not knowing all of the nuances of federal legislation. Of course they're running for president, so they probably should know, but yeah, that seems like a common issue.
2: I just feel like I know enough. I I know a lot on like, issues. Like, if you ask me how I feel about it, da, 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 I feel da. about the nuclear triad. Oh, man, I'm so
0: interested
1: in it. It's like the Bermuda
0: Triangle. so yeah. interested in knowing more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but to
0: prove your point though, all three of the people that know how a bill becomes a law do because of Schoolhouse Rock, not because of education. <laughs> yeah. <And it> all <laughs> your said, problem
5: wasn't that you went to a good college, it was cuz you didn't watch Schoolhouse Rock. To be fair, <laughs> Schoolhouse Rock
1: was his homeschool education. So, you know, that, yeah. Uh,
2: The final statistic, though, from this study that I think just really puts a lovely uh, cherry on top is that 10% of those surveyed thought that Judge Judy was in the Supreme
5: Court. (laughs) No. To be fair, fair, the survey didn't say, do you think Judge Judy's on the Supreme Court? What did it say? It said, it used her real name, it said something about, like, identify which one of these is not on the Supreme Court, Mm -hmm. and it used, like, Judy, or Judith, whatever her last name is. So it wasn't like, Judge. It it wasn't that college, I guess I can, I'm, I'm, I'm saying they misidentified a member of the Supreme Court, but it's not like they were like, you know that lady that I watched settled that dispute over <laughs> the fender bender or you know Funny. the person that walked out on the date and left his girl ex-girlfriend with the with a bill and got all sassy with him <laughs> that's the supreme court I'm watching it wasn't that it was that they used her full name which I don't even know, it's Judith something, and misidentified her as a member of the Supreme Court on a list of people. So it's still, they aren't, they don't know the members of the Supreme Court, but it's not as bad as they're presenting it to be. Can
0: anyone name any members of the Supreme Court?
5: Well, Chief Justice John Roberts.
0: Yeah, of and, course, and obviously John Roberts. Clarence, Clarence Thomas. Clarence. So obviously, Clarence. Obviously,
5: obviously Clarence,
0: number two. There's the short lady with the ponytail. The old, the old lady. Margaret <laughs>
2: Feinberg. <laughs> um... What's there's her, uh, uh, I think, um, yeah, there's a guy that was really into uh, Republican stuff. Sure. Then <laughs> <laughs> the other, the, the karate, the
0: karate dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick Warren. Rick Warren. Rick Warren sounds right. I don't know uh, why, but that one clicks. Yeah. So yeah, we're I'm all. I'm just
2: thinking of people that the, uh, the,
0: uh, Sc- Scal- Scalia. Scalia, Scalia, Anthony Scalia, and, and, yeah.
1: Ruth Bader Ginsburg. There's the She's Ruth the old lady. Ginsburg. That's yep. the one. that's the Margaret. Latina. I was
2: close. There's the Latina uh, woman. I think the Mindy first, Dunlap. Yes, that was your wife. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think one of your brothers.
0: Well, at this point, one of them has to be. So,
2: yeah, we are good. I think we're fine. So, what would be an acceptable percentage of people that actually read the question the right way, Jesse, that are like, okay, 7% of people thought that Judge Judith Schleinlin or whatever. I mean, that's still i i I still well that's really funny that i say that because i was unable i just called one of the supreme court justices, a lady older lady with a ponytail so (laughs) right so (laughs) anyway that's it this political season your vote (laughs) matters and even though you don't have any idea what you're voting for (laughs) i'm talking to myself (laughs) i think i'd like to wrap up my slice by encouraging everyone to watch the west wing uh, before the election vote for jed i feel like i learned a lot about politics you'll you'll know everything you need to know you know how
3: bill is ratified if you watch the west wing
2: it's on yeah it's on netflix just watch through it all bartlett easy 2016
0: yeah (laughs) i would vote for that just to see it happen yep
3: all right what do you have joy well it's just it's equal with the last two, sure. um, if not more, uh, more important.
1: Equal. Oh, okay. More more important. M-
3: yeah, probably more important. Um, and I, I picked it, A, because I like to stay on the McDonald's beat.
2: Oh, yeah. This is what a- you need. This is your
0: job. Basically. <laughs> I talk <laughs> I about emojis, where you're going on your honeymoon.
3: For the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and also because it's our Jeremiah's, you know, birthday. And we yes. know he has a deep-seated past of embezzlement from McDonald's. <laughs> so I felt like it was appropriate.
6: Question. <laughs> um,
1: Question. You yeah. eat, you eat like are you eating a lot of McDonalds right now? I mean, like, like currently, or are you like trying to get in she tip-top had, shape for the wedding? literally has McDonald's, so and it's not even a prop. So
2: that's you're not, not
3: that's my last bite. Oh. Hashtag
1: body by Ronald. So body you're not you're not really trying to get in tip-top shape for your wedding and stuff.
3: How do you know? She's just drinking. I mean, that's, a, that's a full meal. I've got my meat, cheese, egg,
2: black coffee, and how many? What do you got? What are What are you eating there? Cheeseburger
0: and an egg McMuffin,
3: an egg white delight. Oh, yeah. oh, what do you got?
0: oh two, two hundred calories. There you're fine. Yeah, yeah you're great.
3: I I sub sausage for the ham
0: there you go see yeah. well, well that makes the difference
5: yeah <laughs> i would also encourage you more i know a lot of people try to
2: get in tip-top shape for the wedding mm-hmm. i would encourage you to go the other way yeah get better everybody just don't do your hair that well just, for the
1: rest of your life you feel better about yourself right
2: because yep. everybody looks at your wedding picture and then looks at you standing there yep. in your own living room and you're like you actually have aged amazingly because <laughs> look, everybody looks at it and is like oh that was me i look, look how beautiful, beautiful i best. was at 25 and just yeah. now i'm yep. like old no now I've, you look back at the picture and you just go it's brilliant i've i'm yeah. like i feel fine like it line. fits
3: with like my life model of like under promising over delivering but Absolutely. like the underpromising is my wedding photos
0: sure
1: i
2: like so. it
5: yeah that's a good life like philosophy
1: exactly as you were intended fail to be. early and be good late
2: so Amen. you can
5: only go up just yeah. enjoy that mcdonald's <laughs> yeah and that tell the, us what's yeah, going on so it's your, eddie you're just about setting the bar very low from the outset so so every I just, year you're yeah. pleasantly surprised you just, with yeah. how yeah. life is turning out look at me Exactly. Look at us. Look at me. I'm not in prison.
2: <laughs> I don't Stop. eat McDonald's
5: for every meal. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. I
2: have combed my hair.
3: I have brushed. You'll notice I have a treadmill behind me. So I eat my McDonald's. I get on the treadmill. It's perfect balance.
2: We're a fairly pro McDonald's show. And yeah. I'm glad you brought this yeah. slice. Yes.
3: Yeah. Well, thank you. So anyways, as you know, I start out with a question. So I want to ask you guys, if you could create your own uh, McDonald's food item or an amendment to a current food item, mm, what would that yes, be?
0: Yes, yes, Oh, this is a great question. I I, would,
2: I mean, honestly, a great veggie burger, something really good, like huh. a good vegan vegetarian option. Not that I'm no. like itching to eat McDonald's, but <laughs> like, but like, you can pretty much just order fries there if you're. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I feel like I they would do good,
1: They would do a good job with that. Yeah, but salads are really boring. I. I- they played with this in some of their bistro-y ones and yeah. some of the offshoot kind of funky McDonald's, but I think if they could develop a good quick-serve pizza, I would be down. Yeah, they did hmm. try that. And it's failed miserably.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's I actually the still smell, three McDonald's in the country It's, cute, serve
3: it's contradictory smells.
1: Oh, oh yeah.
3: That's Inter- my guess. Interesting. Yeah. As a McDonald's, you know. I would.
1: But, but, but pizza <laughs> had, had their little personal pan pizza. Huh. Yeah. Why can't McDonald's have something yeah. that delicious and that qu- easy to serve? I mean, yeah. that's all... I mean, pizza uh, is turns it because it's hard to minutes. eat in a car? I eat personal pan pizzas in a car. <laughs> but I don't think
5: that's a general... Hey, I will tell you from
2: experience,
6: <laughs> it is not.
1: It is not difficult. What is difficult is when you get the meal at the Pizza Hut drive-thru with the personal pan pizza, they give you breadsticks with dipping marinara sauce. And the breadsticks are not good
5: unless you dip it in the marinara, and then when I'm driving and I spill the marinara on my lap, it's not a good look. What they need there, Cameron, is not from McDonald's to the pizzas. Right. It's like those KFC Taco Bells. They just need to combine their powers into yep. one awesome mm-hmm. drive-thru. Because when I'm driving by one of those, it's like, I don't even know what I'm hungry for, yeah. but I'll figure something out. Hey, it's a KFC and a right, Taco Bell. They right, right got it here, all.
1: Right next to the office. Oh, we long, got a combo uh, Taco Bell Pizza Hut. Long
5: John Silver's in the root beer
1: place. Yep.
2: AW. W. AW. A w. W. So that's amazing. I
1: want some fish. I want some root beer.
2: I can't. Perfect.
0: So, our takeaway is we want Pizza Hut. And so, Joy, McDonald's. to answer your
2: question, essentially yeah. the combination we would like is all foods yeah. available at one time. Yeah. Uh, we food yeah. A food yeah. court. Could you make, pizza? yeah, add a yeah. food court to their menu drive through food court, Joy? Yeah. That's our answer. Okay.
3: That's good. That's good. Okay. So, this morning, I, you know, Fortune magazine or online fortune, I mean, there's a pretty reputable, you know, company right there. And sure. so I see this headline that says, mcdonald's is adding this weird topping to its fries Mm. and all i see is a picture of french fries drizzled in white and dark chocolate
1: whoa whoa okay this is a good idea savory and sweet
3: so i see this and feel like it's from fortune i see i see the title i see a picture I don't really need to read the rest of the article. You got
5: all the information you need. All
3: the information (laughs) I need. Quickly ascertain,
5: you are far too busy to read 300 additional words.
3: Good question or good comment, Jesse, because I was too busy. Why? Because I decided to go do some investigative reporting. I hopped in my car, I drove to McDonald's. I wanted to see if this origin article was true. Do you want to hear? I recorded me talking to the person in the window. Do you want? Do you want to hear it?
5: This, this is Serial Season Three, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. yes. Here we go. Here we go. Hold on. Take your order
3: whenever you're ready. Hi, could I have a large black coffee and a um, uh, egg white delight um, with sausage instead of ham? <laughs> uh, anything
8: else for your order?
3: Um, that's actually. I heard that you guys are adding chocolate to your fries. Is that true?
8: Adding chocolate to
6: our fries? I just
3: read an article about that. Is that true? Do you know?
6: Um, I haven't been
7: informed of it, but who knows? I mean, it might be a new thing. They start next month.
6: <laughs> okay.
3: All right. Thank you. Uh, okay. So then I asked somebody else. Hold on. Hold on. Yes. I love this. Have you heard about this thing that McDonald's is going to add chocolate to fries? Their fries. I haven't heard it. You haven't? I have right. today, so
8: maybe will we'll
5: find out. All right. Oh, a meeting <laughs> today. Oh, now that's a twist. Well, 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 let me ask you this, Troy. What's the real story?
3: Well, so I'm thinking meeting later today. I'm going to circle back for lunch. I'm going to ask how the meeting went, if it's <laughs> happening. So I get my food. I come back to my computer. I look gazing at this picture of French fries with chocolate. I scroll down. And it said the Machaco potato, which is what it's called. Uh, It will feature chocolate with cacao flavor and white milk chocolate. Sure. Uh, And it will be released only in Japan for a limited time. Yes. (laughs) 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 Uh, So for all of our Japanese listeners, you're welcome. That's a
2: bummer. I thought it was going to be here. I would love those. (laughs) You know, you can make them. (laughs) <laughs> I can make a hamburger, too, but I still want to see what McDonald's does with it. You okay. know, like, you know, it's got, like a McDonald's fry you can't make. Yeah. Yeah, no, you go get McDonald's fries, you know, and then you just too put many, Hershey's yeah, syrup too on many it. Too many steps. I'm not going to. I mean, I do have my car Hershey's
5: dispenser, so it's not <laughs> that Hershey's. difficult for me. I think You're, you need to go back and find out what, what this meeting's all about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and I think because, you know, my, you know, my hunch is. She's just about to know exactly what those French fries are about because someone's about to get transferred to Japan. <laughs> no, no. I, I, know,
1: I know what that meeting's about. Uh, they're going to show the receipts, and they're coming up short by about 10 cents on every drive-thru <laughs> transaction,
0: and they're trying to get to the bottom of it. And if anybody knows anything i'll tell you this they will never get to the bottom of it till that person is on a podcast 10 years later (laughs) (laughs) that's the perfect crime the next time on the relevant podcast (laughs) (laughs) what was the meeting
2: about it's like i'm just really curious about like what are they doing in this meeting i don't know see you next time Oh, it didn't come nice. in early enough. I needed
1: one more measure. No, forget it. I'm right. never going to be on cereal. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That'll do it for size, so Stay tuned. They Up do. next, Mute Math.
7: Because you can't just a little.
0: in a complex world. Engaging the beauty, complexity, and brokenness in ourselves and in the people around us requires a new kind of education. One that is robustly Christian, deeply questioning, and profoundly human. If you're seeking to deepen your capacity as a therapist, pastor, artist, leader, or healer, the Seattle School of Theology and Psychology invites you to study at the intersection of text, soul, and culture. Learn more about the mission of the Seattle School and their graduate degrees in divinity, counseling psychology, and theology and culture at theseattleschool.edu. Seattleschool.edu.
1: You're listening to Rationale. The song is "Something for Nothing." Mute Math is a Grammy-nominated uh, alternative rock band. I guess you'd have to put them in that genre. Yeah, they the closest one that fits. For kind them. of more than that. Yeah, uh, from New Orleans. They formed all the way back in 2002. Though, if you know their story from the times they've appeared in Relevant, yeah, um, they uh, had you know their initial uh, album was delayed a couple years, and they've had more label struggles than yeah. any band that I've heard of that has figured out a way that in spite of those struggles to make a viable career out of continue things. to do it. It's, you know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah. Most people give up after a certain yeah, point.
1: Yeah. After, I mean, when I'm you're, when you when your yeah. debut album and you have buzz around you yeah. and your debut album is delayed years I mean it's like How do you do do that? Yeah They did it They figured it out Good for them Uh, They have a new album out now Called Vitals It's in our mind It was named one of our Top 10 albums of the year In our mind It's their best one to date Um, The bands uh, Paul Meany The lead vocalist Keyboardist uh, And Darren King uh, The drummer The very kind of Iconic drummer Yeah amazing um, Joined us to Talk about the new album Here on the podcast They're giving us An inside look At a couple of their Favorite tracks here is Paul and Darren talking about vitals.
9: We knew we just needed to take our time. You know, we were also at this this particular arc you know, we we're three records in. And we were acknowledging that we had three paths that we normally create on, and, and you know, we were we were trying to push ourselves to come at it from different angles, and 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 um, not just go, okay, well, this is this is the part where Roy comes in. And you play this, and then I'm going to sing this, and I, you know, I, you start feeling like after a few records, like, gosh, I always use these chords. I always always sing like that at this part, and. You know some of that's fine you know it's what makes us who we are but you know creatively you you just want to you, you find that balance of something that feels like the first time you're doing something because that's that is a spark that uh makes it exciting um so it just took us time to to find that you know within our band but as that was all going on there was a, a natural fork in the road with with some of our business relationships where it just it just felt like it was things were changing, and we were entering this new chapter. I feel like the the, the brotherhood in our band, and, and this 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 dynamic that's kind of just been cultivated over the past ten years, has become stronger. Uh, I, I feel like there's a there's a certain unsaid commitment within our band that i i don't know it was it's hard to articulate i'm thinking about it right now um that that just felt like um like like we believe there's still something special you know in 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 the atmosphere for us to uncover Mm -hmm. um and we just need to push we need to we need to just push a little harder let's 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 it's not time to throw in the towel um and and i'm and i'm glad we uncovered that for ourselves Well, for me, a song that I'm really attached to and, and still attached to is one of my favorite tracks this band's ever done. It's, it's a song I've been wanting to make for a long time, but just the stars never aligned. It never came together. It's a song called Composed. And it's just very simple. I don't even think it's three minutes. It's just a very simple, it's a little more electronic than things we've done in the past. But it's, it's a very it's a very personal um, song I, I think I, it's just something that I was hoping to articulate at least at this point in my life and I'm, I'm glad I did and it, and it wound up on a track like this um, so I'm, I'm really stoked about that one that that one made made the cut me end.
8: always know, whenever we start playing tours, playing shows, certain songs, always for me as the drummer, just speaking selfishly as the drummer, there are certain songs where I know like, okay, for the rest of, for however many times I get to play this song, I'm never going to get tired of playing this one, is used to. Um, probably for a similar reason, just because it's different for me, you know than than what we've done in the past and fun. I just love that. I love the way it feels to play like you feel good playing that song when you're on song.
9: And yeah, and uh, so you yeah, know that, that's the one i could I could go through the list. But then that song, you know, that song complete. I'd probably say is the one we worked the hardest on on this record. yeah, geez. I think and oh my the, gosh. the way we worked the hardest on <laughs> is we did multiple versions of it. And I didn't expect it to be one that we were going to do multiple versions of. I remember when I first made the... I had the demo idea for it and just threw it in the voice memo section of my phone. And um, it was very simple. And then I went and doubled it up real quick. And it seemed to be, hey, this, this this is a nice idea. It's exciting. Yeah, we'll just do a few more things to it and it'll be done. And then as we started digging into it, we just kept finding... I don't know if it was opportunities or uh, traps that that was like, well, what if we try this? What if we try this? And, and it was, I like to think now that it was because we were excited about the song. And we wanted to get it right. And, um, you know, you know, when you're re-recording the song, because you decided to bump it up two or three BPM, it's getting pretty like. What are we doing, guys? Um, yeah. And and that's what we that's what we were doing. We had just a million versions of this song that I'm not sure if I had to listen to now I'd be able to tell the difference between many of them. Um, yes, but there we at least got some remixes tucked away somewhere. Oh man, um, we got plenty of remix.
8: We got the, we got the Japanese special edition. We've got. We've got various versions in different languages. We've got the rev- like fast version, low version, dubstep, <laughs> country.
9: <laughs> you know, the thing the thing that I think kept us going with that is every new version we did of that song, which might have been slightly different or drastically different, it yielded one small piece of the puzzle that was good, yeah, was that made it in the it end. Something. But anyway, I'm, I am really proud of how that song came out. Um, and historically, whatever song we worked the hardest on in the record gets cut in the end. Um, yeah. So I'm glad, I'm glad that didn't happen this you It made it. I think, I <laughs> think you know, because there's, there's, there's definitely the amount of work we put into
8: it doesn't necessarily come through. When you listen to it, it doesn't sound like, oh, my God, this is like a Sistine Chapel of a song. You know, it's a, <laughs> pop it's a simple pop song. But what we were doing was we were working on the whole record. That song, we were trying to figure out what kind of band we want to be. That's what that's, I think, a big part of what was happening, too. Is we were trying to stretch out and experiment with you know what the rest of the record might be as well. So it's worth it, you know, it's it's all good. And, um, and you know, if if it comes at least that song comes out good in the end, it's fine.
1: that was Mute Math. Stay tuned. Up next, Michelle Higgins. we are listening to Tiger Town. Song is "Bullet from the Gun," which which you kind of need in Tiger Town.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh,
1: a native of St. Louis, Michelle Higgins is actively engaged in the Black Lives Matter movement. She's also the director of Faith for Justice, a Christian advocacy group, and has held a number of leadership positions in kind of social justice, and um, especially as it pertains to racial issues. Mm -hmm. A few weeks ago, almost 16,000 college students gathered for Urbana, a Christian conference promoting cross-cultural missions. While the event featured high-profile speakers like David Platt and Francis Chan, easily the most talked-about session was from Michelle Higgins' talk about the evangelical church In the Black Lives Matter movement Mm. Her address generated some controversy Mainly surrounding uh, her support for Black Lives Matter And some side comments she made during her talk Causing InterVarsity, the the organization that put on Urbana To respond officially and follow up interviews Our very own Aaron Hanbury Talked to Michelle about the Urbana talk And the importance of Black Lives Matter for all Christians Here is Michelle Higgins
4: So you spend a little bit of time in your talk explaining what Black Lives Matter is and what it is not. And so, uh, you know, for our purposes here, can you describe and help us get our heads around what Black Lives Matter or what the Black Lives Matter movement is um, in a tangible sense outside of, you know, a hashtag?
10: Sure, sure. So, um, the, there are three primary definitions for the Black Lives Matter movement. The first would be blacklivesmatter.com, which ascribes to a political ideology, you know, very intentionally, much like, um, in our world, something like Focus on the Family is a political action committee. Black Lives Matter is, is a PAC. It has its own, um, politics that it follows, that it is able to impact or attempt to impact um, legislation for greater change in terms of creating new laws, broader laws that hold more people in power accountable. So the second designation would be Black Lives Matter as a decentralized movement that maintains its momentum by having local organizers and activists Take on a clarion call to people in their own spaces instead of trying to do things on a national level all the time. The Black Lives Matter movement keeps a decentralized, but not um, not really completely separate in how it, in how it affirm achieves its goal. So every goal around the nation is we want to affirm that. Nobody has the right to decide whether or not a person dies that's executed on the street. So the movement is very clear in what it affirms. Nobody has the right to go and harass or kill a police officer. The movement's very clear in those things. Um, but it is headless, intentionally, and that's actually an opportunity for Christians. So that would be the second definition. Then the third definition comes from mainstream media, more so media on the right. And that definition would be that Black Lives Matter is a return or an attempt to turn the nation into Afrocentristic values. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's an attempt to wipe out Jesus with Kwanzaa. It's an attempt to destroy uh, police forces and government municipalities around the United States, and that, that third uh, definition of Black Lives Matter is one that we often hear the most. You know, the one that people say affirms the killing of police, um, affirms the hatred and blaming of, of white people, and sadly, it's that third that third definition that we hear a lot in churches, and it happens to be the one that is the least true to the actual movement of Black Lives Matter and the actual political ideology.
4: What do you have in mind then for an individual to do and or then what can maybe say a church do or what, or what can an individual do who's trying to affect change in his or her church?
10: Yeah, so, okay, that, that's a really interesting question. And then it goes back to how people from different cultures communicate, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't actually, I, I am not a prescriber because I know what reading history is teaching me. And I know what I see in my own denomination, in my own church And I know the principles that I feel are clear that should guide us. But to me, to prescribe something concrete Mm -hmm. is to either trap someone or maybe it's to exclude someone else. So to be as concrete as I possibly can, I can say, dedicate, we have to as individuals, dedicate ourselves to telling the truth about our history. So if you're from the CRC, Look at your liturgical practices and ask, is there one narrative at the center that is more important than others? Are we uplifting certain confessions, particular creeds that were written by folks in Europe, um, specifically maybe England, maybe Germany? Um, Are we uplifting a story, as central, whether intentionally or accidentally, are we pursuing whiteness as the narrative from which all others should be described? So that's what people can do, not only to say Black Lives Matter in your worship service. That's certainly one way to do it. But to really affirm that Black Lives do matter is to say that we all agree that white lives don't matter more than black lives. And if we begin to live that way in our worship space, then it'll begin to trickle out outside of them. Now, there are concrete ways to enter into Black Lives Matter outside of the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. Are you a medical professional? Are you considering law school? How can you manipulate the privilege of your education for the purpose of releasing of encouraging and uplifting the stories of the oppressed. So a, there are a lot of people who would die before they became public defenders. I mean, we've probably all heard the stories. How, how much money does a public defender make on a capital case? The same amount they make on a, on a lesser felony. They don't make any more. And yet... We don't see a pursuit for justice because we've been conditioned, and most of us have. I mean individual, I mean corporate, Christian and non-Christian. People, especially in our country, are conditioned to pursue wealth and acclaim and not necessarily the flourishing of their neighbor. So you can say Black Lives Matter and still go into a space where the other, quote-unquote, in your community is a person of Native descent. The other, quote unquote, in your community is a person of Mexican descent. Um, Because saying that you're dedicated to tearing down systemic race-based bias doesn't mean that you have to make sure you go hug a Black person. It means that you no longer find yourself as the center and most important part of your story.
4: Why does the Evangelical Church, why do Christians need to embrace and support uh, the Black Lives Matter movement?
10: Oh, that is a great question. (laughs) Um, uh, I, I believe in my soul that the Evangelical Church missed an opportunity over at least two decades to be the Black Lives Matter movement. I believe that after Dr. King was killed and then multiple other instances took the civil rights movement into something of a, what people would call an underground phase. Um, And then it's really just resurfaced on a national, on a broad scale. I, I believe that the church lost momentum. The church in the 70s and 80s began to remove or separate justice and reconciliation and in truth those two words um, should be interchangeable reconciliation is not just a hug and a kiss and now we're okay true reconciliation involves equity racial equity and the evangelical church in a number of different um hug a black person movements is what we call them (laughs) and a number of different movements um, that sought after sitting at tables and and talking to each other it got stalled in a real pursuit of reconciliation which would be seeking both substantive transformative change and the transformation of the heart that would lead to truth telling on a systemic level And so those three things were removed from the reconciliation movement that the civil rights, the initial civil rights movement was bringing about. And the church became comfortable in just holding hands and singing. The church became comfortable in putting all of our happy times inside the sanctuary and beginning to ignore a wave of injustices happening outside of the sanctuary wall. The church has built many, many big barns and have decided to protest for innocent victims instead of doing a holistic cry for the sanctity of all life, those who are naughty and those who are nice. And so we've missed our chance to become, to be the Black Lives Matter movement. I don't think Black Lives Matter... Beat us to the punch in terms of, well, they wouldn't exist if we weren't a silent giant. I don't think that at all. But I do think that since our Black Lives Matter movement does not exist, we have to confess that the truth of God's image bearers being dignified only by the fact that they bear his image is what is driving them. So, why should the church embrace Black Lives Matter? The church should embrace Black Lives Matter. Because Black Lives Matter is preaching the gospel of life, of hope, and of justice better than we are. And if we want to learn something about how to preach the gospel outside of the spaces where we are being catechized by some mixture of the gospel and supremacy of our own culture, and I mean black and white too, we all got a problem with our own cultural supremacy, (laughs) If we want to learn how to preach a fuller gospel that really invites people to revel in the fact that they are alive and they are created in God's image, then we have to take the truth that we know is owned by the author of truth. And we have to go and begin to participate with people who have a kernel of it. We have to participate with people who have a gram, a grain of that golden truth. And the more that we see God's truth shining through people who haven't even been purified by Him, the more they will see our fearlessness and our boldness in not watering down what we believe, but not hiding our light simply because they don't share our beliefs. It's our greatest testimony. The church has to go in and say, I think you're telling the truth because we're committed to truth telling and the church has to go in and say, Hey, black lives matter is um, this political ideology. I don't know if I trust the part that might be rooted in Marxism because I'm committed to truth telling. The church has to go and say to its own pastors and church leaders, Hey y'all, um, why are we so uncomfortable with, uh, a jazz style hymn? because I'm committed to truth telling. The church has to be able to look at each other and say, whenever we see God's truth, we have to know that the maker of that truth is stronger than any opposition to that truth that might arise. And so if I hide myself from the areas where his truth is being preached, then I'm actually participating in the perpetuating of some of the dangers and the lies that come attached to that truth. So if I'm not in those spaces to tell people Jesus loves justice and Jesus loves you and He's calling you into his family, then what what what's it worse for me to go do missions in another country? If I'm not rehearsing God's mission in my city or I mean and I don't even mean like let's go and shut it down. I just simply mean affirming <laughs> that there is God's truth somewhere else. If I'm not rehearsing that here then I'm going to be really bad at making disciples of all nations.
1: That was Michelle Higgins. Make sure to check her out at faithforjustice.com. You're listening to Arima Edera. The song is "Tripping on You." Is it "Tripping" or "Trippin'?" "Trippin'" with a apostrophe. of course. Yeah. And is it "You" or "Ya"? Yeah? It's the letter "U" capital. Oh, oh gosh. Trippin' on University" oh. is uh, what I'm sure it stands for. Yeah, with an umlaut over. Um, <laughs> it's time Ooh. for your feedback, but before feedback, we have our corrections and apologies. Oh, wow. Uh, we actually have one from last week. We have a correction, and maybe from you, an apology. Uh, a saxophone is not a brass instrument, oh. uh, we found out. Oh,
2: oh, oh, yeah. I have a response for that. Okay.
1: It is but still. I said
2: horn. It though. is a
1: woodwind. It has a reed. It did not uh, belong in your incredulous hatred of brass instruments. It is still a saxophone, and it does not deserve
2: an apology or correction. So find a new <laughs> instrument. I haven't apologized to on this about. show once. I don't plan to start now. <laughs> that is, saxophone is just not a thing I prefer. I'm not saying saxophone people are bad. Kenny G is an angel. Right. And he's a really great person. Sure. And I consider him a friend. He, he
1: went to India with World Vision. <laughs> yes. See, there we go. No yeah. problem.
5: His vines are hilarious. Why is that dog in the bathroom? I I w- I have, even though I'm not into like Kenny G music, I, I kind of have like a David Blaine type affinity for him because I heard he can do circular breathing where he can just hold a That's note while cool. uh, breathing, and yeah. See, I mean, that's that's like a superhuman power P- People to me. take it too personally. Because <laughs> I've cause, tried and i passed out. Yeah, people take it personally that I didn't like their instrument.
2: It's not that I don't like them. I'm sure... Actually, I'm not sure they're great, but there's a 50-50 chance they're on par with all people.
5: I just think that their <laughs> instrument makes me, like, hurt in my ears. Like, when so. I see their instrument, I want to grab it out of their yeah. hands and just hit them with it and tell them how terrible yeah. the instrument is and they are for playing. So that's take bad.
2: your reeded woodwind brass instrument
5: but, and go home. But uh, that... Now is that the is most hot.
0: powerful thing ever written. Right? That is. You wanna, hey,
5: you want to turn up the heat on something? Play some sax. <laughs> <laughs>
6: All
5: right. Well, it's time for your feedback.
1: Uh, last week we had a special segment. Uh, Science Mike. Uh, uh, Science Mike McCargue joined us. I think that's why he just goes by Science Mike. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and we had a thing. We we post different scenarios to him. Uh, a good thing. If you, you could have a good thing, but it would come with uh, this less desirable uh, aspect as yeah. well, do you, take the, the, do you choose it? Do you take it right. or not? And so it's the, we called it the trade-off. Yeah. Uh, he went through, it was a fantastic segment. He, was, he stole the show. Uh, but it got us thinking, uh, Jesse and Jeremiah are going to make the trade-off home edition. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to crowdsource it, and you guys sent us trade-off scenarios all week. Over at relevantmagazine.com. You went to the podcast episode page, posted them there. You also hit us up on Twitter and gave us a ton of great trade offs. So many good trade offs. What we thought we'd do is play a feedback edition of. (laughs) Man, so Jeremiah's those gonna. jingles p- are good, man. Pose. Yeah, you're really <laughs> good, <laughs> Jeremiah. He's gonna pose uh, your trade off scenarios to us. These are all your comments. He'll tell us who, who wrote the different ones,
0: and uh, here's the trade
5: off. Also, I have one bonus I want to throw out there towards the end that I've been really milling on.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Noodling. Well, you can give that one to me, Jesse, because I'll be reading all these. Oh, yeah. Oh, all here. right. So, Eddie, mm-hmm. you are given a magic iPod with all past and future serial podcast episodes downloaded on it for your binge listening pleasure. Mm. But the trade off is. You can only listen to the episodes while soaking in an above-ground hot tub with a group of friends. Of course, you are not allowed to explain to them why you insisted they join you in the hot tub. <laughs> while you listen to Cereal. While you listen to Cereal. I, got,
2: I gotta i tell you. It's by Tyler Dupree. I oh. gotta tell you, Tyler. It's its a perfect question. I, I was on board and was gonna take it until he said above-ground. Oh. And then, oh. as soon as it's above... Like, because it have been in a pool hot tub, we don't have the germ issues, but an above-ground hot tub is literally, if you look it up in the dictionary, dictionary synonym <laughs> is crockpot. It's
6: completely <laughs>
2: it's a disgusting human, human crock cooker, pot, And yeah. so I can't take it. I would rather just wait you on cereal. Take it. Oh no,
0: I'd rather wait on cereal like everyone else. All right. Sorry Tyler, great question. All right, Cameron. Ross Montgomery said you have the ability to read any book in one day. Yes, mm-hmm. even War and Peace. So any book. Any book. But you have to wear a helicopter beanie whenever you're awake. Oh, that's easy. So he's acting like me wanting to read
1: 365 books a year or something like I want to do. No, well, I,
0: I passed just because I don't want to do that. Oh, because you don't even want to read books. No. You don't. You don't take either. I no, don't even, even know how to read. So I'm no, fine reading the amount right. of reading I do. So, so not, no, no trade off. No trade off. You trade-off. can read any book that you want don't, with no trade off. I can read that. any book I want right now anyway. Oh, I just I would Just not
2: in a day. I would take that in a second.
1: All right. Well, you need to learn stuff.
0: Yeah, well, and I like beanies on me. I think I look <laughs> nice. Right. Okay. Jesse. Helicopter. Justin Smith said, you never have to sleep and are never tired, but the only music you can listen to for the rest of your life... Is Dave Matthews' band's songs covered by other bands? Oh,
2: <laughs> that's interesting. That is so, a like Kids Bob doing number 41? Right. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Or yeah. some
5: 41 doing Crash Into Me. <laughs> well, I think I would probably take, take the deal and just avoid a lot of music. Like, <laughs> right. I think I would, I, because I, I've often thought, like, how much more, well, yeah. I mean, what I would do in all the hours that I spent just lying motionless in bed. You know, right. so that would be a pretty great thing. Sure. You know, you have all this other time to do stuff. But yeah, you just have to avoid music unless you want to hear crappy Dave Matthews cover. So yeah, absolutely <laughs> take the deal. Okay,
0: Joy. This was a great one for you. Your voice slash stage presence rivals Adele. Mm. But mm. Gotten the that before? only shoes you can wear are Ginger Spices Union Jack platforms mm. from Spice Girls. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. So are you like famous? Two,
3: that's two gifts, right yeah, there. Yeah, not do yes. whatever, but I, yeah, of
0: course she's taking it. That's actually a really. So that's by Serena.
3: I, I owned Petri. the VHS tape Spice World. Okay, it came with a free
0: poster. Okay, Eddie, same question to you then. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, Joy and I are going on tour. I'll, I'll bring yeah. the boots I already have. <laughs> but, but, but but
1: you have to wear those in everyday life, even when you're not singing like Adele. Yes. Okay, so you have to wear those yeah. shoes all day, every day. Forever. Yeah, I understand the question.
3: Yeah, but and if if Eddie and I, if we have a show, I mean, if we're if we're You're that famous. known, like yeah. the shoes are our thing, it's what right. we're known for. We have to wear them. You
1: okay. know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when you if you saw like Kanye in public, you don't want him wearing like Bermuda shorts and a Tommy Bahama shirt. You yeah, want exactly. him to dress like Kanye, yeah, like yeah.
0: sweatpants and a gray shirt. Right.
1: Yeah. Everything tan
0: right now. Right. But that's his new look. Yeah. All right, Jesse, you have the ability to travel back in time, but every time you sneeze. You grow an extra finger on both of your hands. Oh, no.
5: (laughs) Absolutely, do it. <laughs> I would, because I would go back to the point where I have normal fingers. It's a time paradox, oh! Oh! Yeah. nice. Stuck oh. in this loop, but you know, the, the, but the the only thing, like, what if I have like an allergic reaction to something? Because temporarily, that's horrific. Cause yeah, cause I, like, if you go back if to if the
1: I, dinosaur era, there may be pollen in the air that you don't, you've never experienced. Right. You're sneezing up a storm. Before you can come back to normal fingers, you've got like eighteen
0: thousand fingers. That one was by Dad's Hot Takes. That's who submitted that one.
3: Well, and they didn't clarify if you could come back to the future. Maybe you can just only keep going back.
0: There's so many loopholes in this. That's not a time machine. barely makes sense. Well, you know, time travel is confusing, you guys. No one's figured it out yet. It's like,
1: how does a bill get made?
0: Yep, that's true. Um, (laughs) There should be a song about time travel. Joy, Kevin Summit (laughs) submitted this one. You have the power to end world hunger, but Mm -hmm. everything you eat tastes like vegetarian Hot Pockets. Oh, huh. feels awesome. I feel like I know what science Mike would pick. Yeah, right you, now. Have, you have
3: to. Yeah. yeah, uh, I, again, I was just thinking it was gonna be something really bad. I don't
0: think vegetarian hot pockets are fine.
3: I, yeah, hot pockets are it's
0: just bread darn and cheese. Good. Yeah, put a little bit of but the vegetarian vegetables. ones no, for their whole life. Yeah. Yes, I would
3: sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, you're I noble. Mean, can you imagine if I said, nah,
0: you know what? I may, yeah, maybe, let them
3: starve. I want, a, I want a plethora for my palate.
1: I want a Big Mac.
2: What if maybe you? I think you might want to reply to that one and ask for some clarity. Like, could you do half your life, half the people, or something?
6: <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or
2: half your meals, half the people, or just for breakfast and a third of the people, or something? Yeah. yeah. You so, know, so you know, you get a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Yes, so, I would do. It. You still get to go and have your cheesecake and your chicken fingers tonight, <laughs> but at the
5: same time, you help out a couple
0: kids. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> All right. So, Jesse, throw me the last one.
5: Okay, so you can be the greatest rollerblader on Earth right now. Oh, now, wow. that's kind of cool because you're the greatest at something, but you're the greatest at something that no one really cares about. Right. <laughs> okay? Like, it's not something you want to show off. But the trade-off isn't that bad. Whenever you encounter someone eating a hot dog in public you have to run as fast as you can yell, no! Slap it out of their hands, <laughs> stomp it on the ground, and just look at them and say, I just saved your life.
2: <laughs> That's actually oh, man. all awesome. Yeah. I actually think that one should have gone the other way. You can either <laughs> slap a hot dog out of somebody's hand, but you no, also No, it's every to, hot
0: dog you ever see. Every
2: hot dog you ever see, but also you have to be a great rollerblader, so... Man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's tough, Doug. because I go to restaurants that have hot dogs. Yeah, I was going to say, your you life do? becomes you're, a lot of hot dogs. You're never Because gourmet hot dogs are cool now. I was just in New York City. I can't imagine having to run around and slap a hot yeah, dog. Yeah, you're going to have to avoid hand. a lot of you urban order a places. Hot dog at a restaurant.
3: Baseball games and barbecues <laughs> are out
5: for you. Oh, yeah. Baseball sporting events. I mean, they're yeah. not out. You just have to do that. What, do
0: you order one hot dog or a couple? You order two hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, of course, do. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Well, I
5: know there's no or, way
1: or you're eating was, hot dogs
2: in front. I,
1: I can tell where you're leaning on about by your face, but I'm just saying, just remember, you're literally the world's best at something. Like, like they would televise you doing it because you're that good.
2: That's the yeah. thing with rollerblading, though. I think there is
1: a world's best rollerblader right
2: now. We don't know who that person is. We've never been able to see them. Like, I
6: think it already... I think-
5: <laughs> he probably doesn't have the right manager. Jer- see, Jeremiah's a savvy guy. This is a guy who was had his music video on at American Eagle at, like, age probably too old to have your music on video <laughs> your game, but
6: still, but still you,
5: give, you give Jeremiah that talent I guarantee you we're going to be seeing him you know on the next Nick Walinda special using his skill to do something awesome
0: all sporting events every X Games I'm sure are filled with hot dogs yeah. so oh gosh anywhere there's a gathering of people there's probably a hot but dog you're
5: the, you're the world you're probably going to be sponsored have a lot of money you can just go down to the boardwalk and like go gosh. backwards through those cones like a boss Yeah. Dude.
0: My head says yes, but my heart says no. Hmm. There you go. No. And I, w- I wouldn't do All it. All
1: right. Well, that'll
0: do it for the feedback edition of. <laughs> Joy, I appreciate that you dance during every jingle that they're I. They're so good. I can't
3: not. And they're they're just—you have to move. They're, they're so good. I am
0: not going to lie. I started working on a stringed arrangement of "Crank It to 11 with Joy just so you can Aww, have it before is... the reception. Yeah, you don't have to for use the it. No, when I
3: walked down the aisle. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Oh so. my goodness. I'll send, it, mean... I'll send it. I'll send it over to you.
1: Okay, it's time for this week's
3: editorial question of the week.
0: Hey.
1: Well, as you just heard, Joy's getting married in a few
0: weeks. Finally.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And as you know, if you've been listening along, uh, our very own Eddie and Jesse are going to be emceeing the reception. Yeah, they, They're working on, they're writing some material. I, mm-hmm. I hear the workshopping process happen it's from time un- to time. It's so, very offensive. Right. Really, really,
2: really hurtful jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Eddie goes blue a lot. Jesse yeah. pulls him back and then goes bluer. It's really weird dynamic yeah. going on. Um, anyway, uh, we thought, you know, we will be there. We will record. Record this in some way. We will do a podcast recap. Sure. Uh, afterwards, we got to name these guys. Yeah. I mean, this is the first time they're publicly performing together as a comedy duo. I yeah. think they, their their act needs a name. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that's
5: it. I mean, like the, we talked about the Property Brothers. The reason they're so successful, catchy name. Everyone they, they, they branded yeah. themselves. Yeah. 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 Because they're in they. Listen, here's why it's so clever. Because not only are they in the property business, but they're brothers.
3: <laughs> and and just <laughs> and get this. One of them's pregnant. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, Jesse and Joy, we, we've talked about this a little bit. We have some names already worked out. So why don't we just share a hmm. few that we have. Um, I like. uh, my Cookie
1: and Cuddles. That was that's uh, nice. cookie and cuddles. Oh, that really was nice. really good. Yeah. Done. That's what I cookie want. Cookie and cuddles. That's it. Yeah. I mean, uh, sorry, no question of the week this week. Yeah. But. yeah.
5: And, and, but we never establish who is who. That's no. And very, we are uh, very
1: very critical.
2: Yeah. And then, but at the show, we only call ourselves CNC music factory. <laughs> <laughs> that was an incredible joke that I thought. Yeah, was just really, really good. Was I really didn't good. even know that was coming. It happened as yeah. part two.
3: Well, and I would say to the listeners for extra bonus points or extra credit, uh, we had discussed even the look, so yeah. there were some pretty pricey smoking jackets that right. I thought would look really good on them, but are not in the budget.
0: So dumb and dumber tuxedos, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> if you have tuxedo. a budget-friendly look idea, let us know.
6: Yeah,
2: I what like about it. fun T-shirts or capes? I'd
1: like to have a T-shirt like
2: like,
6: oh. a,
1: like I'm with stupid
6: with oh, the finger pointing to the left. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: I want to do a pastel shoot uh, uh suits and be p- lemon meringue. Oh, nice. lemon meringue. <laughs> who's <laughs> yes. lemon? Who's meringue? I can't tell you. I don't even know. Why are you called Lemon Meringue? Don't know. We don't know. Jeff. Yeah. Why are you only playing the
1: kind of... CNC Music Factory
5: and you're called Lemon <laughs> Meringue?
2: We are a confusing, confusing DJ set. A lot of it's just keeping people guessing
5: at this yeah, point. Right.
2: You
1: know? So hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcasts, or you can post uh, your ideas for their comedy duo name and maybe some defining characteristics of said duo or, or performance uh, over on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Many thanks to uh, Mute Math for joining us. Make sure to check out their new album, Vitals. It's out now, and it's really good. It's awesome. Uh, you can find out more at MuteMath.com. And thanks to Michelle Higgins for talking to us. You can follow her on Twitter at Afro Rising, and you can um, find out more at FaithForJustice.com. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, uh, the performances are there, and uh, the Jesus quotes are from last week, and, and so, many more, so many more things. There's a trailer, a tour of the new issue. It's really cool. Uh, make sure to connect with us on Spotify. Our official playlists are up now, and they're getting updated, and there's all the music from the podcast is there, and plus some other picks. And get the magazine. Uh, if you go to magazine.com right now, it's only a buck a month, 12 bucks, and you get instant access to the tablets and all the premium content online. And much more, all the good stuff. I feel
3: like Eddie's I, I, dying to say well, something. Well, I'm watching
1: Jesse too. I'm just waiting. Jesse
2: I'm just, and just Jessica, laughing at something. Jesse and Jessica mean. might be a good one. The Emersons uh, might be
5: know, Emerson, a good pair of names. No, no, no. Our comedy duo should be love and respect. Oh, <laughs>
2: yeah, it should be clear. It should be clear oh, who oh, is that who. That
5: actually may have to stick. <laughs> <laughs> L N R. Uh, my dad I'm love, it. and guess who this is? It's <laughs> my buddy Respect. R e s p e c t, right here in the house. We are here to close up the dance floor
2: this evening everybody have a seat everybody have a seat what you think about those debates What'd
6: you think? <laughs>
2: interesting huh
1: but you're only respectful in the commentary you bring. right
6: no, no it's I'm super
5: probably, respectful Jesse yeah. loves the
2: debates Lo- yeah. i
5: just oh, I'm love them all about them. this yeah. like i just thought everybody had really good points love and respect <laughs> and we're gonna bring we're gonna bring in another person to our duo make it a trio named now
6: <laughs> Come on in.
5: Give us some updates now. Like Little this. now, like the flower girl. Yeah, will be now, yeah. right? Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, that'll do it. Uh, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang.
0: I'm Eddie Koffoltz I'm Jeremiah Dunlap.
3: I'm Joey Ackridge.
0: I'm Jesse Carey. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Connect with us on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and get bonus material from this episode and more at the podcast section on relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check the magazine out. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes App Store or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe.
5: Hey, you want to turn up the heat on something, play some sacks.